This show is brought to you by the Cash App. It's the number one finance app in the App Store. You probably know Cash App is the easiest way to send money to your friends. Benton does it, right, Benton? Yeah, I do use Cash App. But Cash App does way more than that. It also comes with a cash card. That's what you do. Yeah, I love it. It's a free debit card that comes with boosts, which are like instant rewards for shopping at the places you already love. You can get up to 10% off your entire purchase at DoorDash and even save every time you shop at Whole Foods, which you need at Whole Foods, and Target, and more. Right? Yeah, if you use the Cash App and your Amazon Prime membership. What? You save so much in Whole Foods. (laughs) Cash App is also the easiest way to try and grow your money with their new investing feature. I love this. Unlike investing tools that force you to buy entire shares of stock, Cash App lets you instantly invest as little or as much as you want. This way you can own a piece of any stock with just a dollar. Unbelievable. That's democracy at its finest. Brokerage services are provided by Cash App Investing, a subsidiary of Square and member SIPC. I'm also very excited to be working with Cash App to support one of my favorite organizations, the Trevor Project. When you sign for the Cash App, use the promo code Whitney. Not only will you instantly receive $10, but the Cash App will also donate $10 to the Trevor Project. Amazing American. Nope. It's an amazing organization. It is also American, I think. It's an American amazing organization. The fact that I haven't started yet is kind of a miracle. It's an organization that provides crisis intervention and suicide prevention services to LGBTQ youth across America. Are you for that? Against that? Uh, I'm debating. Really? Still on the yeah. fence? <laughs> I hate you. Download the Cash App from the App Store today. You awake, Benson? You here? Yeah, I'm here. You up? I'm ready. Hey, girl, you up? Yeah. You ready for this? Episode four? It's my fourth favorite episode. (laughs) Stupid. Um, I made a mistake. That I'd like to talk to you about. I made the grave mistake of trying to buy face wash online, clicking on a charcoal face wash, and now my algorithm is very stupid. I'm in the I'm in a wellness algorithm, and I need I need out. I need help. I I, I saw because I I was like trying to write a joke about how the wellness <laughs> this bullshit wellness industry that is robbing women blind with these f- stupid fake miracle cures here we go here we go I, I, i'm pissed i'm pissed off we are overcharging them for bullshit cures for fake problems i love that we're going back to old-timey cures we have antibiotics okay, yeah. we have science and now we're like let's use charcoal that's true yeah let's you know what while we're at it let's not use vaccines or antibiotics like why do people hate technology so much it just drives me nuts. But th- I got it. So I got into this algorithm, right? Because I clicked on the charcoal face wash, and then I'm getting marketed crystal water bottles. You know, I don't. You know, you know, I don't own crystal water bottles. I do. It was sent to me, and these crystal All water bottles. Time is up on the crystal water bottles. People, they're a hundred dollars, a hundred twenty dollars for a fucking water bottle that has a crystal in it, which is taking up space in the water bottle, which means you're getting less water. It's a water bottle that you can't put a lot of water in. The one thing you need, yeah, <laughs> the hydration, you're not even getting. But my Instagram likes are going to be on fire. Oh, they If I take so a photo bad. of my crystal water bottle, <laughs> you can't out-wellness me. <laughs> who, who, oh, who decided that crystals are medicine? They're not medicine. They're very pretty. Oh, aesthetically, the bomb. But get, okay. But remember this, when crystals were for, like, losers? Remember when crystals were, like, people were like, want to see my pie, right? And you're like, no, fucking loser, get away from me. 
Now you have an amethyst necklace on and everybody's wet for you. Like, it's crazy. Crystal used to be for dorks. Yes. Yeah, I remember they're like the goth kids in my school would have like tiger's eyed necklaces. And it was like weird. Yeah. Or they're Italian like me. Um, Did my, you have a, is that? My mom used to make me wear, a, when I was a baby, a tiger's eye bracelet. For what? It protects you from the evil eye. That's what Italians believe. <laughs> what was that? They spit off the evil eye. Italians, they, that's how you ward off evil. Are you Italian? Yeah, my mom's Italian. I didn't know that. Wow. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Such a pleasure. <laughs> Who are you? Yeah, surprise. We're actual strangers. Wait, so what happened to the tiger eye necklace? I mean, bla- bracelet. Um, I had one in a bunch of sizes growing up. I probably have one in my house. Did it protect you from the evil eye? Uh, I think I'm doing pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Did it keep those spirits away? It looked nice, if nothing else. Don't put jewelry on your baby, maybe? <laughs> Lots, is that a oh, safety hazard? The teething necklaces that uh-huh. babies teeth on that are made of crystal. Bad. Okay, I guess my... Okay, look. I'm going to tell you something right now. (laughs) Crystals do reduce stress in your life. Because if you talk about owning crystals, less people want to hang out with you. And that will clear up your schedule and you will have less stress. That's for sure. Okay? Having a lot of crystals, talking about owning them, you will get sick less. Because there will be less germs around you because less people will want to be around you. You won't catch anything because no one wants to hang out with you. I, d- the, I just feel like the reason that they work is not the reason you think they work. Placebo effect. They don't. They ward off ambition. I think it's because you're, you you like them and mm-hmm. then you're around them all the time. And when you're around anything, you like you're happy. Well, that's placebo effect. Placebo yeah, effect is an effect. Yeah. I've just had it with these. Uh, this it's a magical cure. crystals are a magical but cure. You seem like the person who would be into this. I'm. This it, se- aren't, aren't you into grounding? Grounding is that you know, is science. But, but that's let's just science. look at it from this point of view. That's science. So you, because one time you told me you had told me once uh, that horses are conductors for grounding. That's correct. So you want us to say, you know what, these crystals fake, but I believe the energy travels through my horse <laughs> into my body. It's not energy; from it's electricity. Earth. We get a charge from the earth when we stand barefoot on it. That's from just, our electromagnetic horse. That is just true. <laughs> The crystals is different. A crystal, it's a rock. I mean, I was reading an article. I don't know where it was. I should probably link it to this because a bunch of people are going to come at me for this. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. This is going to make the horoscopes. This is, too. Oh, God. Did I get a lot of shit for the horoscopes? Oh, the horoscopes. People are like, well, first of all, I, you put me on full blast for my <laughs> Capricorn comment. They're coming out of the woodwork to let me know. I'm just saying, like, the crystal th- therapy, it's wild to me that people are like, it helps you take deep breaths and helps calm you. You know you know who really needs to take deep breaths are the coal miners that are digging this shit up who are getting lung cancer because they're digging up your fucking crystals for you to put on your bedside table in Brentwood in your mansion. Them just down there with like inhalers. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how come the crystals aren't working for the coal miners that cannot breathe? All the canaries are wearing amethyst. <laughs> I just—it's so wild that nobody sees the irony in this. I just think, in general, this wellness culture is getting out of control. I, I just—it's just voodoo witchcraft. I agree. Shit. Speaking I, of, your crystal salt lamp is on the way. Okay, <laughs> the Himalayan. <laughs> okay, the Himalayan salt lamp that does ionize the air. Joe Rogan has one, and he is. Science. And facts are facts, America. And facts are facts. Your horse is a car battery. <laughs> Uh, this crystal lamp is a purifier. <laughs> there's, what? I just think it's a fine line. I am actually pretty new agey in a lot of, if there's science to back it up, but I think we've gone too 
far. I am working with people that I use love new age science. New age science. <laughs> I love you the know, old science. You know that I just woke up and my brain's a little murky. But also, I know people that are using natural toothpaste, and their breath uh, smells like a goldfish bowl. And we got to put a stop to it. Natural remedies are good up to a point, but you cannot create a hostile work environment with your scallop breath. You got to brush your teeth with real toothpaste Monday through Friday and chew real gum. People are out there chewing natural gum. Natural gum, the first ingredient is sugar. Sugar shouldn't Love be that. in your gum. I, If you are at a workplace environment with human beings, your gum better give you a chill. You know when you get that minty-ass menthol gum and your nipples mm-hmm. get hard from it? That's the kind of gum you need to be chewing at work. I yeah. want your butthole to go up right, in your right. body. You breathe in, all your teeth break. That one. That one. Yeah. It should feel like bleach. It should It should hurt. It should be physically painful, the gum you're chewing at work. Yeah. Goldfish bell was really triggering for me. That was, like, too accurate. Why? That's, gr- that's exactly what it smells like. When someone has that breath... Like old water. That you're like, something died in your stomach. And then I have to... Like, it's like secondhand smoke. Like, your breath is your responsibility. You cannot spread bad breath in the office. Because then I'm an asshole if I say something. True. There's an epidemic of halitosis in this country, and crystals are not going to fix it. Well, see, I heard if you just, like, swish some crystals around in your mouth. That's not true. (laughs) What's your self-care stuff? Makeup, kind of? Do you pray every day? Yeah. How many times a day? Twice. Once here, once wet. Once what? Once on the way here, once on the way back. You pray in your car? Well, yeah, because there's a cross I always see, and so I just, make, I just use that time. How long are your oh, prayers? Um, sometimes they're really quick. Sometimes they're long. Sometimes I'm like, I have a lot to say things for, and sometimes I'm just like, I need a little bit of help. I need a little bit of strength. Give me through this. And then that's it. <laughs> have you ever prayed about me? Yes. Really? Before I told you I couldn't be your assistant, I prayed for a good week. And said what? Solid. I was like, I might, I might be ruining my life. I'm so sorry <laughs> if you got me here and I'm messing it up. <laughs> but I have to tell her this. Give me strength. Yeah. It worked out well. Blessed and highly favored. You are? Sure, yeah. No one knows what that means. You have to explain it. Blessed. People, Benton you don't a, know what that means. Benton thinks a podcast is a private conversation with me with all of our inside jokes and not even to explain it's not them to inside you. Joke. You have to explain People them to strangers. That. Blessed and highly favored. Have you ever heard blessed and highly favored? You can hardly get it out of your mouth. None of, nobody's black in here. Black women would know what I'm talking about. Okay. Blessed and highly favored. It's just when you bless and I know, but favorite. you just say it with absolutely no context whatsoever. But did you want to know more? No. We're, I've gone on too long. <laughs> I, no, but if you heard that, shut up. You know what? <laughs> I, need to, I need to pray my way out of this because Nicole Byer's here. I know. Love her. Yeah, Nicole Byer. She'll know what it means. Nailed it. Yes, she will. I don't like the sound of my own voice. You have an incredible voice. That's what the people say. Yeah, and the people don't lie. Just, Have you noticed that people on Instagram don't lie? No, they're they really, don't give compliments. They really mean. Really do. I had a really mean lady the other day. Just oh. really lean into me. Oh. She called my hands Cheeto dusted black roaches. <laughs> it was like kind of funny, but I was also like, you could use this like for good. <laughs> like you're pretty creative. You gonna call me fat? I've made so much money being fat. Well, you can't hurt my feelings. <laughs> I cast checks. That's fine. So what do you oh, wait, do, have we started? I don't know. Have we? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> um, that's how natural this is. I love it. I though have done the auto block. Have you ever done that on Instagram where you can auto block comments? No. Oh, honey. Wait, how do you do that? You can block certain keywords oh. that if someone comments with a certain word in it, it's automatically blocked. So I blocked words like whore. 
Okay. Busted. Oh no. Busted horror. Oh no. Did you fuck Joe Rogan? Oh get on no. It? <laughs> like, it's you learn a lot about yourself when you start picking the mic that you auto block. I just it. I've never in my life mm-hmm. wanted to say something nasty to someone on social media. Yep. I feel like it should be illegal to comment anything other than you look wonderful or a variation of that. I was talking to my therapist, which unfortunately happens a lot. <laughs> and I, No, fortunately. Therapy fortunately, is good. Yes, it is. It is medicine. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to her because there were some comments that were eating at me. Because mm-hmm. a couple people, I guess, banded together and all started making the same <sighs> comment after my last special came out. And uh, and I told her about it. And I was like, and this guy commented this mm-hmm. and this about my face and said I had plastic surgery and then called me a whore and da da da. And she just goes, wow. Sounds like they're in a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how dare you sympathize with these monsters? <laughs> but you do have to think, like, what? Yeah. how much pain must yeah. you be in? Like, you're very upset in order to say awful things like that. This dude, I read my DMs because I read nasty come-ons on my podcast from mm-hmm. the DMs. So this person was like, you're not funny, and I hate you. And I just wrote back. I was like, I hope that made you feel better, and I hope the rest of your day went well. I hope and it then worked. he commented back, you know what? I was having a really terrible day. I hope you keep making people laugh, but not me. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh so hard. I respect the consistency. Right? Well, there's also this new thing that I guess social media has uh, illuminated, like, I don't need to be for everyone. No. The idea that, like, we need to be everybody's cup of tea is just so wild. Insane. It's a very strange way to think. Uh, I keep getting asked about, like, cancel culture and stuff like that in interviews. And I was like, yeah, I don't like cancel culture. You don't have to like someone's full special. No. You can like 90% of it. Yeah. And not cancel the whole thing. Yeah. You can just go, 90% of it was for me, 10% was not. So uh, (laughs) I respect the work you put in to put out an hour of original material. Nobody's really talking about that. I mean, social media is such an addiction. It Mm -hmm. does give us dopamine. Our dopamine receptors Mm -hmm. make dopamine or you get adrenaline, which turns into dopamine. I do. Have you ever tried to turn your phone onto grayscale? I have. It's upsetting. Does it last very long? No, because the dopamine doesn't happen. That's right. So for those of you who don't know what she's talking about, this is a brilliant trick mm-hmm. that makes you a little less addicted to your phone. Yes. Because part of what's so addicted and, and sexy about it are the mm-hmm. colors. If you put it in grayscale, which I think is maybe applications. Uh, it's, uh, we'll put they it in. They make it really hard to I find. know they do because they don't want you putting your phone <laughs> down. Mm-hmm. And then everything's in black and white. So it just becomes less yeah. of a treat. It's like reading a newspaper in yeah, your hand. Like, and you're like, I don't want uh, this. Yeah. But, but you know what's funny? Babies like bright colors. Yes. So we just never evolved past that. No. We're, we're just, just like big babies colors, being like, oh, But negativity, especially self-righteous indignation, is a drug. And we're all high I, on it. Yes, I think so. Especially people on the left. They, like, really want to get offended about everything and then it's, get on this high horse and be very offended. And I'm like, okay. I've never seen, I mean, I, I don't know if this is new. I can't say. But it's like people want to be victims. Yeah. <laughs> they want to get hurt. Yeah. It's like, like I remember like five years ago noticing that people would brag about being sick. Oh. You'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so sick. Like, oh, my God, I, just, I couldn't sleep last night. They'd brag about how little sleep oh, they got. yes. And I was like, oh, it's almost like a Munchausen huh. thing where people are like, I'm discriminated against. It's like, uh-huh. are you a white woman, millionaire woman? <laughs> what? I'm so sorry. I'm confused. Like, <laughs> I'm just so sorry. Yeah, I'm like, just trying to figure out how you're a victim. How, how, how is this bad? I, I'm, I'm happy to hear you out, but like, <laughs> what's going on? Um, Do you know Mateo Lane? 
Love him so much. I love him. Just a fan. So dearly. He's a dear friend of mine. And he's a comedian who has a very beautiful oh, body. His body is gorgeous. It's about time women objectify gorgeous. men, and I'm going to do it. Oh, all the time. Yeah. Whenever he's at my house, I'm like, take off your shirt. Yeah, that's true. Equality that men mm-hmm, get objectified mm-hmm. also. And he does it lovingly. Yes, he does. But he posted a picture and wrote Ola, and then someone was like, oh, another white dude appropriating culture. And he was like, I'm Mexican. <laughs> He's part Mexican. And I was like, this is so wild that somebody just got offended that he said hola. Even if he wasn't part Mexican, hola just means hello in a different language. That's not appropriate. It's so nuts. So then I commented. I was like, you got to throw him in jail. It's terrible. (laughs) I got in trouble because I said at some, like, panel, uh, someone was a basket case. Mm Mm-hmm. People came for me. Is that like a slur now? It is a, a, a basket case. It is in World War One or Two. If soldiers had lost all their limbs and could uh-huh. fit in a basket, oh no, they were called a basket oh, case. Oh, 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 oh no! I was like, so I'm the one offending World War Two soldiers, I not mean, the Nazis. It's how me. on earth would you have known that? Didn't know. Look, I'm happy to course correct. I, uh-huh. The last thing I want to do is upset somebody. In my last special, I ended up cutting stuff out because I said Native American, and someone was like, "I think you have to say Indigenous people." And I was like, "You know what? Yeah, I'll I don't. I don't want to get this wrong. Yeah, they've had it bad enough. Yes. The last thing I need to do is make a joke. It's mm-hmm. insane. Like I just, and I want it to hold up in ten years. Yes. So I'm happy to make concessions, but y'all, like, give an inch, take a mile. Now you're yeah. pushing it. Someone could have just pulled you aside and been like, do you know the origin of basket case? Yeah. And you could have been like, no. And then they could have told you. You've been like, that's wild. And you had it. It's super wild. Like, now I know. Yeah. And now. Now I'll pick and choose what I say. And also, I think I was calling myself a bad. Like, I'm insulting myself. But then also, don't colloquialisms maybe derive from something and then evolve into something else? I think we're all just okay? so addicted to the attention we are getting from, like, publicly shaming people and embarrassing so. people. It's really, I it come sucks. from the I come from the codependent culture of if someone has food in their teeth, mm-hmm. you don't say something. Oh. Like, you never let, you never embarrass somebody publicly. Oh. The, so the fact that everyone wants to just publicly See, shame. People like to do that loudly, but I'll just be a nice friend and be like, you got something. Yeah, I'll, like, pull people aside now. I used to get a pit in my stomach about the idea of telling someone, like, Ugh. Wow. Yeah, no good. I used to get, like, because I don't want to embarrass somebody. That's there. my nightmare. Mm. The I, other day I used a lady's own finger to get lipstick off her teeth because it was too much for her to, like, just lick off. So I was just like, oh, let me. Just... <laughs> That's a very basket case ass thing yep. to do. Oh, I'm a real basket case. So I have this thing in my head that we're really close friends. <laughs> But, well, I like you a lot, but we don't hang out very often. We're literal strangers. <laughs> but I've been a fan for a long time, and I listen to your podcast, and I think we're very close. But I want to do this quiz with you that's okay. going to help me sort of understand a little bit more about you, and I'll tell you what it okay. means at the end. I'm okay. kind of doing it with all the guests. You need to tell me your favorite animal. My favorite animal? But not like your dog or a dog you have. No. The animal you admire. Your favorite animal? I think koala might be my favorite because they're really cute and cuddly, but they'll, like, claw your eyes out. Love it. I think, yeah. I didn't know that about koalas. Yeah, they're dangerous. Okay. You know, like, they have the little claws? I think those claws they use to kill people. Am I making this up? Does anyone know? <laughs> Am I right? I'm, right? Okay. I'm sure they'll let you know in the comments. <laughs> You'll hear it soon oh, enough yeah. from people Cockroach like, Lady. Actually, koalas <laughs> are safe. You've appropriated Australian <laughs> culture with that accent. <laughs> Um, three things to describe a koala, cute, cuddly, 
close your eyes out, dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else about them? Small. Small. I like that they're small. They're small, yeah, but cute and cuddly. Yeah. Okay. Favorite article of clothing? My favorite article of clothing. It was this tobacco-colored cardigan, but I lost it. I've seen that. I wear it a lot. Where do you lose it? I have no idea. This is heartbreaking. Yeah, it's having an it's article of clothing. Sometimes I look at photos and I'll see like a sweatshirt I wore mm-hmm. for five years and I don't know. And you're where like, it I is. don't know where it's at. But we tore, so it's in some yeah, Fulton. I think it is covered in tears. Yeah. yeah. Three words to describe your tobacco colored cardigan. Comfy, mm-hmm. a little tight, <laughs> uh, long enough to cover my butt. <laughs> so, like, um, uh, what's another word to describe that? Like, in one word. Um, um, like, not protective. Tasty. Ta- no. <laughs> tasty. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> like, it's a tasteful. Tasteful. <laughs> I like it. And then your favorite body of water. It can be a swimming pool. Oh. It can be a specific lake. I picked the New River in West Virginia because I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time there growing up, and I love it. I really like Barton Springs. Where's that? That's in Austin, Texas. But I also really just like the ocean. Okay. I love the ocean. And what are three things to describe the oceans of why you like it? Um, scary. Ooh. Vast. Uh-huh. Um, and beautiful. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So this is a... This is a test that Sigmund Freud came up with oh. that gives you an insight kind of into your subconscious okay. that kind of tells you about sort of who you are. Uh, I have a friend uh, who went to go interview at a rehab and they gave her this test. Mm. Like they give people these tests at a lot of like employment organization because you pretend in a job interview. Oh, you know, yeah, absolutely. This is a way to like get to the heart of something. want to get hired. Yeah. And um, so your favorite animal is koala. This is how you view yourself. Cute and cuddly, <laughs> but we'll claw some of that out. <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. And dangerous. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. And small. Oh, well. <laughs> Your favorite article of clothing is how other people view you. Okay. Comfy, a little bit tight. <laughs> I'm assuming that's about your pussy. It's about my pussy. And tasteful. Okay. And usually there's a big discrepancy between the way you perceive yourself and the way other people perceive you. You have a little one, cute and cuddly, Mm -hmm. comfy. It seems you're very sane. You see yourself the same way other people see you, except for the eyes cloud. I've been to a lot of therapy. We're going to talk about that in one second. So much therapy. I have questions, especially because ocean is uh, the favorite body of water is the way you view sex. For you, it's beautiful, (laughs) vast, and scary. Oh, no. Wow. (laughs) This is Pretty on spot, spot on, on pot, on pot. This good for me. Is Nicole Byers speechless? I, I'm broken. Yeah, I mean, no major red flags though. Like the friend of mine that went to do the interview mm-hmm. at the um, rehab, they, she said her favorite animal was a cougar because they mm-hmm. pulled their prey up into a tree so no one else can steal it. <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, you can't work here." That's perfect, but also. At a rehab, that means she wants to keep people safe. Yeah, that's a good point. I think they sh- they missed the mark. They saw it as a red flag. When did you start going to therapy? Um, the first time I went to therapy was family therapy because I was acting out. And they were like, you want attention, right? Which is not the way you give someone attention. Yeah. Like, that was just Shaming them yes. for them wanting attention. Yeah. yeah. And then I went to therapy after my mom died. Mm-hmm. And I went to this therapist. How old were you? I was 16. She had bright 
bright blonde hair, mm-hmm. red lipstick, and then too many books on her bookshelf. Mm-hmm. And I was convinced that they were all fake. So I was <laughs> like, can't speak to her. Yeah. Uh, then my next therapist was when I was in college. Yeah. She was all the way in Brooklyn and she tried to hypnotize me. And I was still in this place where I was polite and like didn't tell people what was up. So yeah. she did not hypnotize me and I told her she did. <laughs> I you I don't think people understand how many people lie to therapists. Yeah. I used to do it all the time. The therapist I'm with now is the only one that called me out of my shit. Like life shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. I need to figure out what's going on. And then my friend Marcy was like, I have a therapist for you. And she she's the one who found me my therapist. Yeah. And I met with her and I was like, I like her. I, I feel like I can trust her. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt comfortable just telling her things. Yeah. So that and that's so important. I think a lot of people and this is why 12 step programs work, too, is that as mm-hmm. soon as you tell someone something and they don't go, you're yes. a monster. It yes. releases shame. Yes. Or as soon as someone relates to what you're saying. Uh-huh. And when we say our fears out loud, the fear all of a sudden dissipates because yes. your frontal lobe engages. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not just about what they're doing. It's just being able to talk to someone who's not going to judge yes. you or hold you, you know, captive for mm-hmm. all the secrets you're telling. Forever. Yeah. And then after an hour, she goes, bye bye. Yeah. I, you're cares not, about me for that hour. You're not a monster. Nice. You're not disgusting. Yeah. Everybody does it. This mm-hmm. is totally normal. You're not a weirdo. Yeah. The thing I liked the most was in our first session, she was like, so why do you want to be in therapy? And I was like, to change into a better person. She mm. was like, well, why would you want to change who you are? And I was like, oh, because <laughs> uh, I'm broken. She's like, well, are you broken or do you just have issues that you need to figure out how to work with or or uh, make them work for you? And I was yeah. like, oh, Okay. Yeah. Essentially, it was like, you know, we're all clay and you mold into what you want it to be. And sometimes we overpathologize, especially if we're perfectionists, you know, or whatever inner bully comes up. Um, When I went into 12-step programs and therapists for the first time, um, I wanted to be the best at it. I wanted yeah. to win. I wanted to be the yeah, most you fucked up. Therapy. I wanted to be her best client, uh-huh. her most fucked up client. <laughs> I wanted to be her favorite. I wanted to be the most unrecovered person uh-huh. in twelve step programs. And then I like got competitive about it. And then I was like, I'm totally over pathologizing myself. Mm-hmm. Like that's not that big of a deal. Do you still go to twelve step? I do. Yeah. Yeah. My therapist, uh, she was like, 12 step and Al Anon is good, miracle. even if you don't have it's an addiction. She was like, you might figure out some other sort of addiction. That's right. And I did try to go to an OA meeting once, and it was just a little too much. It's a lot. <laughs> it was a little much for me. Yep. I might go back one day. Yeah. But it was just, it was a little, <laughs> a little too much. I want to circle back to that. I first want to say the reason I decided to stay with my therapist is. I was talking about an ex mm-hmm. and was just like, you know, persevering about it, constantly obsessing. And the, and she finally went, we're done. Oh, no more. Because you're just re-embedding the trauma. Ah. Like you're blowing up this narrative, making it bigger than it is. Uh-huh. Like you talk like now you have to not talk about it for 28 mm-hmm. days. So there oh. is a happy medium between talking about things and sharing mm-hmm. and then oversharing and obsessed. So she was like, you're an obsession. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to need you to not talk about this to anyone for 20 oh. days. And, see what and happens. did it work? It, miracle. Because I also needed someone mm-hmm. to just like liberate me from. Yeah, co- just be like, you don't have to. Because the more you overshare with your mm-hmm. friends, then they're going to keep asking you about it. Then you have to keep talking yes. about it. Then you're still in your obsession. Mm-hmm. So her thing is all about restraint to pen and tongue. Don't share this with all yeah. your friends. You don't have to tell everybody everything. I'm learning that. It's a hard one. Because it's like, well, I, I like to talk about my life on stage, so why wouldn't I tell my yeah. friends this? But then lately I've been like, well, why don't you just keep some things to yourself? Mm-hmm. It's a way of self-care. Yes. I I remember like, 
I was in an airport once, and this person came up to me and was like, how's your knee? And I was like, mm-hmm. "What? oh, God, I told someone about mm-hmm. that on a podcast. You know, mm-hmm. it's just the what we put out there in the world we then have to live with forever. Yes. And then people like that, yeah. and you're like, what? What do you? Do I have oh, any boundaries? I do yeah, I have it's... any concept of keeping, you know, we have to uh, protect our energy, and we have mm-hmm. to protect our future selves. You know, I, you know talked a lot about like addiction love addiction and anorexia in the book i wrote Mm -hmm. and i don't regret doing it but i do sometimes with the amount of people that come up to me want to talk about it sometimes i'm like oh no i've moved on yes and they're like but i just but i just found it and i want to talk to you about it no but it's like well that's why i have the book yeah just you read the book in your house (laughs) and you 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 leave it in your house when you're healed but then part of a 12-step program mm-hmm. is being of service and going, oh, oh right, there's still people who are sick and suffering, uh-huh. and I wish there was a book out there of someone that had talked about this, mm-hmm. and I would go talk to her in an airport. And this is the only person that sees me. Mm-hmm. So it comes with a responsibility, but there is a little bit of a pressure. Oh, absolutely. Like, a lot of people I posted on social media, like, any questions for Nicole? Mm-hmm. And a lot of people wanted me to ask you about, like, how to love yourself mm-hmm. and how you're comfortable in your body. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I feel like she hears this question constantly, and I don't even want to ask her. You can. This isn't my passive aggressive way of asking. No, no, you can. But it must be exhausting. It is exhausting because it it's also insulting to to see a like a fat black woman be like, "How on earth does she look in the mirror and be okay?" It's like, well, if I wasn't, then I would be so miserable. So why not look in the mirror and choose to like what you see back? Yeah. And if you don't like it, you could change it. Like people are like, you're so body positive. I'm like, not really. Yeah. I'm just truly like, do what makes you happy. If you want big lips, go get big lips. Yeah. If you want to change something on your face, change it. Go for it. But like, if you don't have the means and you yeah. don't want to, like, you don't have to, you can just choose to like what you see. Yeah. And then I used to look at myself naked, uh, uh, an old acting teacher was like, look at yourself naked. And that's the type that that are. person get me to <laughs> with them in the room. Or are you alone? <laughs> he was in the room. He was under my bed. And I said, do you like what you see, daddy? No, he was, he was do it alone. Cause he was like, trying to get you comfortable with yeah. uh, typing, typecasting. Yeah. yeah. And he was like, if you don't like what you see, wow. change it. So you're a different type. He's like, when you first start out, you will be typecast. Yeah. If you don't want to play these parts, change what you look like. And I was like, that's pretty solid advice. Yeah. But also like shitty advice at the same way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I, yeah, I think you, you love what you have or you change what you have. Yeah. And then you learn to love that. I do, though, feel like there's a little bit of uh, there was this moment a couple of years ago where everyone was like allowed to be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden it was like super interesting to like talk about your flaws and be yes. like, I don't like this about myself. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm insecure and I have this. And, uh, and then I feel like in the last year now there's like a bullying about like you're not allowed to self-deprecate. <laughs> You're like, wait, yeah. I just, I thought we were admitting uh-huh. our flaws. I thought we were allowed to say we're insecure and mm-hmm. I have it. And now everyone's like, well, that's your setting a bad example. Like self-deprecation yes. is now over. I, it's so confusing as to what you can and can't do. Like I spent maybe like a good six months, eight months trying to figure out how to tell fat jokes. Because I would get on stage and be like, I'm fat. And everyone would go, no. And I'd be like, well, come on. You, like, you can't lie to me. I heard the stage creak when I stepped. Like, I'm a bigger lady. And it's okay. I'm fine with it. I didn't leave my house to go, I'm fat. And have everyone go, no, you're not. And I go, yeah. great, let me go home. I just, like, let me tell the jokes. And it took so long. And then I figured out I have to tell the jokes in a way as to how the audience views me. Interesting. Yeah. It was just like, it was a lot of like mental Olympics to get there. Yeah. It's, it's just kind of like a wild time. Although in terms of the self-deprecation thing, like I get the point of like, we shouldn't degrade ourselves 
unnecessarily for a laugh, but yeah. also we're allowed to, I don't need you to feel sorry for me. Yes. If I see myself a certain way and you also don't get to decide how I see myself. Like, Correct. There's a little bit of this moment in like body positivity where there's, and you know, I'm pretty open about like having eating disorder, having had eating disorders. Mm -hmm. Now I have what we call disordered eating because we're never totally oh. out of the woods. We don't say- What's disordered eating? We don't say we're cured. Like you never say I'm cured from my uh -huh. eating disorder because a lot of eating disorders come from sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. They come, it's really an addiction to control, stuff like that. So sometimes it's not even really about mm -hmm. food. It comes, it goes. It's kind of like whack-a-mole with your addictions. Uh -huh. You know, you fix this thing, this comes mm -hmm. up. You fix this thing, this comes up. It kind of just moves around. Mm -hmm. So it really depends on where I am in terms of my like overcommitting or uh -huh. if I'm in toxic friendships, kind of like stuff mm -hmm. like that. It'll sort of come and go, but um, they d discourage saying like, I'm, you're cured. Uh -huh. It's sort of disordered, oh, you know, okay. which is sort of like, you know, for me, it was really more just about like, I just thought about it too much. Mm -hmm. There was the obsession of what did I eat and what am I going to eat and da, da, da. And then I was mm -hmm. just had a very dysmorphic perception of my body. But a lot of people, there's this blaming of Hollywood mm -hmm. for the standard of beauty, which I'm, I'll blame it all day long. But mm -hmm. a lot of people get their body stuff when they're kids before yeah. they've read Vogue. I fully agree with you. My mother was on a diet, I think, since the day I was born. Yep. She was always like... On Weight Watchers, I went to Weight Watchers meetings as a little kid. Yep. Uh, my grandparents are island people, and island people, for whatever reason, are obsessed with weight. They are th truly, it is their bread and butter. <laughs> no pun intended, but they're just like, <laughs> why are you so big? Why are you so small? Like, I was always too big. My sister was always too small. Nobody was ever okay. Yeah. Uh, so I, that happened before I ever... This was before people had the tools to know that's going to leave a mark. Yes. I try to forgive that generation because mm -hmm. I feel like we're the first generation with even a modicum of understanding uh -huh. of, hey, when you say things, your kid hears it. Yes. You can't say reckless yes. shit like that. Also, kids are smarter than we all think. I always that's say right. kids are stupid, but it's a joke. People get so <laughs> angry when I'm like, I hate them. They're like, how could you? I'm like, it's, well, it's a joke. Guys. It's kind of a joke, but like also like uh, badly behaved children. I do not and when like. it's not, And when you're in planes yeah. as much as we are yes. you understand why we have yes that they're bad uh but i handed out candy at halloween and i told this little girl i said well don't you look fun and smart and she went oh thank you and then as she was leaving she went that's my favorite house and i was like oh because nobody ever tells little girls they're smart that's and right. they like it i yeah. met um oh boy i'm gonna mispronounce her name but she hosts top chef pad pad uh, benton benton on pad padma, padma? Padma. I'm not, and I cannot out of this. <laughs> pronounce her last name, and I feel very terribly. But I met her daughter at the Emmys, and I told her she looked fun and smart, and she went, more people should tell little girls that. I was like, well, you are a little girl. Yeah. <laughs> and this is very astute of you. I, yeah, my brother, uh, I have nieces that are really gorgeous, mm -hmm. and, and I just, I don't, I'm around them, and I'm just like, don't say anything, don't do anything, don't mm -hmm. look at your phone. And then when I'm eating around them, I'm like, eat the whole plate. Like, I, <laughs> I get, I just am so terrified of screwing it's them up. hard. But what you can do, which I learned when I was around uh, my nieces and nephews, is you can say that you've made a mistake, mm -hmm. or you can say, you know, that helped me a lot mm -hmm. like when I'd get insecure I would say something me and my brother would joke mm -hmm. around and we're too caustic with each other I would go like oh I don't really mean that 
sometimes I'm insecure and I make jokes mm-hmm. and it's coming from a place oh, of see, fear. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, like mm-hmm. just giving them more credit yeah, and not lying. Understand shit. All we do is lie to them yeah. and all we do is pretend. Like I mm-hmm. remember watching my parents pretend to like each other and I knew something was going on. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, there, this doesn't feel real. This, it feels this like isn't real. Bad acting, a bad long form improv show oh, that I would not buy so tickets to. Funny. I'm good. Because we have like this gut reptilian mm-hmm. instinct. And then what kids end up doing is they start doubting themselves. Mm-hmm. They start going, I must be crazy. Mm-hmm. I must be stupid that I don't understand what's going on. I'm the weird one. But they are stupid. They, do you not want kids? No. Really? Just never have? N- no, I used to want kids. I used to want eight children. Oh. Um, a specific number. I know. Well, eight's my favorite number. So okay. I was like, might as well not make it. <laughs> Uh, and I picked out a name for one of my children. Oh, it was that? Starlet Jade Rosemary. What an ugly name. Oh. That's an ugly name. Yeah, star? Starlet Jade J- Rosemary. I think that's a beautiful name. Do you? I also want to name my first kid Rocky. So I'm not a. I like Rocky. Rocky. I like Rocky. Fun. I like boys' names for girls. I like I like names. that. Yeah. Stormy. Good. Stormy. I don't know what Stormy. It's kind of a. You can't. Why not? Stormy Cummings? Come on. It's a Jenner. <laughs> you can't right. name your kid after a Jenner. And so why did you decide you didn't want kids? Oh, I was a if... nanny for about two and a half years, maybe three years. Yeah. So even getting paid to be around them. Yeah, I, I was know. like, oh, no. Yeah. Because I would take a nap when they would nap. And then sometimes I was like pretty good at like waking up uh, before them. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the little boy would wake up before me yeah. and I'd wake up to Nicole. Can I have Chobani? He only ate oh, Chobani yogurt. That's all he ate. Okay. I had to fight with him to eat like a hot dog. Okay. Chobani. He loved blueberry. He loved raspberry. Not the plane. He hated <laughs> oh, the plane. I, I love this. Kid. I love the plane. The, <laughs> really? the vanilla, I think, is so good. <sighs> I once bought one like... of those giant tubs because I was like, I'll never get through this. But you better believe I did. I, think I loved it. Tastes, it. That tastes like cummy spit to me. I, yes. Maybe that's why I, I like it. it. It just reminds me of what could be. I had this wild thing where I think I always just assumed I was going to have kids because mm-hmm. I'm that's what I'm biologically designed to want sure. and socially constructed to sure. be, need to do or else I shouldn't exist. I'm a monster or a sociopath. And then I was like, OK. And then I finally was like, wait, I don't think I want to have them. I think I would adopt because uh-huh. like I rescue dogs and I feel like having your own kid at this point is kind of like buying from a breeder. <laughs> like wouldn't I rescue a kid? Uh-huh. And then my dad died a couple of years ago and I had this biological urge that was like, I need to make a copy of him. Oh, interesting. And then all of a sudden I started thinking about kids again. When my dad died, I was like, close up shop. Stop up that uterus. Done. I don't want him. Because you were think on some level afraid of like more pain coming your way yeah because if i have a kid i'm gonna die that's right and then that kid will be so sad that their mother died <sighs> my so I don't, a I parent's don't death changes you yeah. on such a fundamental level yes and it's the only thing we know that's going to happen for sure in our mm-hmm. lifetimes but the only thing i was completely unprepared well nobody prepares you for it no one just yeah. goes one day it's going to happen and yeah. then you have to do so you have to be sad and then you have to settle their estate and then no like, one warns you about no, the paperwork no. and the logistics. It's so much fucking paperwork and it's expensive when somebody dies. It's expensive as shit. And, and my dad didn't do anything when my mom died. 
So then they were all like, well, next of kin is his wife. I'm like, she dead too. And they were like, what? I'm like, yeah, here's her death certificate. As, a, as if you don't have enough emotion to deal with. Now I need you to yeah. sign these papers uh-huh. and decide yeah, how his body's going to yes. be transported. And then that's so, ex- cremation is so expensive. To burn a body is like $1,000. You that would be the cheapest yes. part of the whole thing. But you have to buy a casket to then burn somebody burn in. Burn somebody in. Another thing people don't tell you about when death happens is it's fucking gross. Yeah. It's gross. And mm-hmm. there's a bo- and it's the person that you love more than anything, uh-huh. and there might as well have vultures be picking yeah. at there. And you're just like, this is so raw. Yeah, it's I went into an existential crisis. It's bad. Nothing matters. I turned into a total nihilist. Yeah. But one upside to it, and this is how I'm going to circle back to the twelve step program thing. Okay. A lot of the things that I went into a, stri- a, tw- a strip. We're going to talk about that too. Let's I'm already thinking about asking you about stripping clearly another thing uh, a lot of the reasons that i went into a 12-step program Mm -hmm. kind of magically clicked into place when my dad passed maybe it's because i was so sad and grief just Mm -hmm. makes you a lot of your codependent shit goes away Mm -hmm. because you don't have the time or energy to take care of anybody else's feelings so i went into a 12-step program because i you know define myself through other people i Mm define myself through my productivity I uh, had a basically couldn't tolerate the discomfort of others, put mm-hmm. other people's needs before my own, was in a bunch of relationships with people I had to rescue or save, was always in a dramatic mm-hmm. situation, but always saying, I don't like drama. But like yeah, people who say they don't like that is, drama live, live for it and love drama. Get it in my veins. Yes. Get it in now. Really? <laughs> and uh, I always would victimize myself, give too much to people mm-hmm. so that then they could never possibly reciprocate in a way that uh-huh. felt equal so that I would recreate my childhood circumstance of being a victim. Da, da, da. Oh, couldn't nice. Say no to people, mm-hmm. was overcommitted. I was doing stuff for free, left and right. Every charity event in Oxnard, I was there. I'm at the Ice House. Mm-hmm. I'm hosting every show. I could you not do say- perform a lot for the amount of other work that you do. <laughs> it's kind of, in- every time I see you like at the improv, I'm like, I don't know how she's doing this. Why can't she just this say This is no? crazy. Because I'm scared. <laughs> Consumed with fear of failure. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. <laughs> Italic. I really love this brand. Yeah. I am not joking. This is makes me so happy. Italic cuts out brands and retailers to sell unbranded luxury goods at insane prices. There's lots of stuff for both men and women from luxury handbags, wallets, cashmere sweaters, bedding, bath towels, cookware, even water bottles from the best possible manufacturers in each category. I hate when people have giant logos on their shirts. Me too. I why are you advertising for this company? You paid for the shirt and now you work for them yeah unless you didn't pay for the shirt well that's a whole other in which case you don't deserve it i just it makes me nuts like why do i work for you why does it have to say your company across my chest it's not for me it makes me insane we neither of us ever wear brands i hate it i don't want to be a walking billboard but this company you can get great gifts for your loved ones this year without breaking the bank don't show up again with a pair of socks how dare you Treat the special person in your life or your BFF with something beautiful. They deserve it. Be smart. Don't pay $1,000 for a logo. Don't be a tool. Don't be a sheeple. Shave. I'm not going to stop. My producer's trying to get me to stop doing this ad, but I actually feel very passionate about that you need to save your money for more important things. Like? Like, did you know fashion is the second largest pollutant in the world? Because I'm shocked by that. Oh, wow. Well, why don't you start your own podcast and talk about that? I read that. You can get sheets from the same manufacturer as St. Regis and the Four Seasons, leather bags by the same manufacturer as Celine and Prada, and even a candle from the same supplier as Lalabo for less than the price of a textbook. Sign you up. Will you Google? Get on this for me. No joke. 
For the first time ever, Italic is offering a credit to my listeners. Use the code Whitney for a $20 credit that can go toward any order over $100 on any Italic products, including bags from the same manufacturer as Prada, bedding from the same manufacturer as St. Regis, or even sneakers from the same manufacturers as Church. Don't be silly. It's all unbranded. It's all ridiculously priced. Don't play yourself. All right, you guys. Benton is very excited for this one. I can't wait. I know. Calm down. Away. Luggage. I already have it. We do. We we have all of it. I, I have all the luggage. They tried to send me some, and I was like, I already got it. No thanks. Away creates thoughtful products built for the way modern travelers see the world. They started with the perfect suitcase, and now they offer a range of essentials, all which will make your travels more seamless. Whoever said it's about the journey has never traveled during the holidays. It's the most stressful, craziest time to be on the road, but Away's products are designed to work and fit together, making travel smoother for the holidays and beyond. You know that I use the backpack. Me too. We have matching backpacks. Well, with different colors. I like the, because uh, you can put your computer in the back. Mm-hmm. And the most genius part about it, I don't even think this is in the copy I have, but you can charge your freaking phone in it. And in the, and the, there's uh, a charger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can charge your phone with your suitcase. Like, what mad genius. It truly is the perfect thought of suitcase. That. It really is. No, this is the most genuine I've ever seen you. I love it. This we bond most... over all the time. I have both the backpack, that yeah. the travel bag. You have all the can luggage. Can I tell pieces. you my favorite part about it, actually, is that they come in colors that aren't black. Yes. Whenever you go get your luggage, it's always like, 30 black suitcases, and mine is like bright yellow. Yeah, mine's bright red. You can yeah, find them right away. Right away. Huh. I away. love them. I don't even need to read this copy. Special offer. Oh, lucky you guys. For $20 off any suitcase or bag, visit awaytravel.com slash Whitney and use promo code Whitney during checkout. That's $20 off any suitcase or bag. Visit awaytravel.com backslash Whitney and use promo code Whitney during checkout. I know I have to say it once because my producer's going to say people don't know how to spell Whitney. And if you guys don't know how to spell my name, I have bigger problems. The world wants you to fail, kind of. Like people, not like the industry. The industry yeah. wants you to succeed. Right. Because everybody wants to be the person who found that person. That's right. And like broke that person. Yeah. But like people want to see you fall. They want to build you I up. I love it. To watch you fucking. I love it. Just, it's so crazy. I remember when I uh, was doing a couple TV shows, literally to the day that they got picked up, mm-hmm. I did not hear from any of my friends. Mm-hmm. And as soon as one got canceled, everyone's like, what's up? Want to hang? It just was mm-hmm. like, I was almost relieved when I publicly failed because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I get to have friends again. Mm-hmm. Like people are going to like me again. Cause, but I get it. I, I understand. But that is so shitty. It is. But I also understand that other people's perceived success can mm-hmm. be triggering and makes you hold up a mirror to your own insecurities yes. and not everyone's out there doing the kind of work you're doing. I guess. Yes. You know? Yeah. I mean, I guess it it did take me a minute to be excited for other people's successes because mm-hmm. through therapy, I learned if I didn't get it, it wasn't for me. That's right. If I, somebody else books it, they, get, they weren't looking for me. And then to me, and it's, it's fine. And it's also like I can now basically define my success or failure based on how much grace I was able to have mm-hmm. in letting go something that wasn't meant for me. Yes. And that's it. You know? Mm-hmm. And I used to take it as an opportunity to like hurt myself, you know, and uh-huh. feel bad. And I was mm-hmm. just sort of like, what a narcissistic Yeah, what thing. do we all do? Yeah. I mean, yes. auditioning and acting is a gambling it addiction. It truly is. That's it. And also, if you book one out of every hundred jobs. You're doing so well. You're a wild success story. You're doing so good. I don't know anything about sports, but in baseball, the best pitchers that make like $40 million a year mm-hmm. have like an 11% hitting percentage, batting, per- throwing percentage. I don't know. I'm looking at Fenton. Fenton, what is it? Not the person to Benton. ask. Five. 
fact, <laughs> I do though. One thing about grief, because I have talked about it a little bit, that when it happened, I was thankfully a lot of things clicked into place. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, June Rayfield actually called me, and she was like, "I can't help you through this. The type of pain you're about to go through, it's unimaginable. Mm -hmm. You know, grief is mercurial. Don't judge yourself grieving, but you're gonna lose some friends." Some friends are going to become strangers mm -hmm. and some acquaintances are going to become friends oh. through the grieving process. Because I realized like some people did go away when mm -hmm. I was no longer performing or funny or like the life of the party because oh. I was sad all the yeah. time. And there were a lot of people that were like, oh, Whitney's sad. This is mm -hmm. boring. This is not what I signed up for. That's so shitty. I signed up for the insecure girl who's always trying to make everyone laugh. <laughs> I was listening to your podcast the other day uh -huh. and you guys were talking about a date that you went on with someone who was in an open relationship. Yeah. It's always... Oh, this is going to sound so rude. It's always the ugliest people in an open relationship. I'm like, how come you think you can get more? Yeah, you got one. Now, then I, now I you're like, pushing. I guess I'm in the same room with you, so... So what do you... I, I think I'm too insecure to be in an open relationship. Uh -huh. I'm not sure the point. It seems like, a, like addiction to you. It seems like a lot of work. Yeah. And... All, one person always seems really into it, and one person seems like they have yes. they're balding and yes. have eye bags, and it's, they're not like as into it. It's always one person who's like, "Let's do it," and the other person goes, "Well, if that's what you want, I have to do this." I'll do and it. And they look sad behind yes. the eyes. Yes, but they're doing it because they have. And to. I used to think I could do an open relationship because I was like, "When I'm on the road, do whatever." But then I was like, "No, no." I think I'd like to be on the road and call that person and have them want to miss me and want to want me to come home. I'm just unclear the rules. Like yeah. I'm a rule. Per I'm the person at game night that's like there are rules for a reason. <laughs> like I'm the one that gets really into the rules. In open relationship, I just it yeah. seems like a spreadsheet of rules. Yes, and I'm dyslexic. I it's not for me. I read a Huffington Post. On oh, Ed excuse me. About educated, a learned. a thruple, if you mm -hmm. will, but uh, it was. Two queer people living together with kids, mm -hmm. and then they introduced a third, a girlfriend, but she's only the girlfriend of one of the people, but then the other one is best friends with that person, and then she also helps raise the kids, but she doesn't live there. She only sleeps there sometimes, and I was like, wow, seems like so much work. It seems like a lot of work. And uh, I maybe check back with me in 10 years. Yeah. When maybe. I'm like, wait, my nanny's kind of cute and you're helping out. Like, I, I get yeah, you should fuck because I'm tired. Yeah, because I'm gone so much. I mean, I have a sex robot of myself. And I was like, can you just <laughs> have sex with this while I'm, oh, I get it. That's what this open mm -hmm. relationship is. Do you yeah. see that more and more I in dating? Or was like... it always just more hidden before? Not hidden because there's always people being like, we're a couple looking for our unicorn. <laughs> Uh, which is like so depressing. What does that mean? Just like looking for our third, our magical person who will not get attached to us, but fuck us. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And it's usually a very ugly couple. And you're like, I wouldn't fuck either of you, let Wild. alone both of you. Like two twos doesn't equal a ten. Yes. <laughs> like what is this numbers Correct. game? Correct. Uh, That's a lot of Tinder. I see a lot of Tinder people are open relationships. Yeah, Tinder is honestly the manifestation of depression. <laughs> like, it is so sad to open up Tinder and start swiping. I went on there recently 
because I was like doing some whatever thing. And I mean, there was a guy in a black rubber suit mm-hmm. with like a, a thing, like an auto asphyxiation, <laughs> like that straight up David Carradine <laughs> shit. Like, I was like, damn, like that's a yeah, wild some opening people picture. Let it all hang out. Good for you. A man messaged me recently. He was in a bunny costume and he said, I want to hop on your face. And I was like, I don't know what that means. Do you want to stomp on my face or do you want to sit on my face? Are you trying to be cute because you're a bunny? What's happening? I don't like guys in, uh, this is maybe very um, old school of me. I don't Mm -hmm. like guys that wear, I don't like guys that dress up as babies for Halloween. (laughs) I don't like any of that infantilizing (laughs) shit. I like a man in jeans Uh with calluses. Hell yeah. Like neck hair. Yeah. Straight up. Eh, I'm pretty open to any old person. Because when I see someone in a costume or something, like Mm -hmm. all I can picture is them putting it on. So if a guy's stepping into a co- bunny, co- I'm picturing him being like, yeah, I can't, I'm now I'm not as sexually attracted to you. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't attractive to begin with. And then the bunny costume made him look insane. I want to do this um, thing with you because okay. you're so um, in this area of so much good insight. This Who is made these. This is so professional. Is this a this is this? so I can't even this handle a, this. This is a real a three show. camera setup. <laughs> tons of bottles of liquids. Uh, a candle and cards. <laughs> this I is love a real this. show. I love I'm it. Nine years late to the podcast game. <laughs> I mean, I've had it. There's good money. In There's good money in podcasting. I had no. I mean, clearly. Yeah. Look at this candle. It's like a fifty dollar candle. Is it? And you we're just free? burning it. Yeah. You get it for free. That one I bought. Oh. No, that one I did buy. Oh. I do like buying things that are expensive sometimes just for the shame hit. I and to feel bad. Well, here's the thing. If you make a ton of money, you can buy a couple of expensive things. I sort of have the, um, it's like a, it's a shame cycle where I'll buy something that's a little bit too expensive and then I'll return mm. it. Oh. Because I'm like, it's, I'm going to lose it all. It's all going to go away. It could I, go away in any second. Anytime I get a job that pays me a decent amount of money, I take 10% of that Love after. It. So like I cut it in half to pay my agent, my lawyer, everybody out. Right. And then I take 10% of that half and then I buy something with it. I love that. I try to, because my dad, he used to be like, Nicole, once money is gone, it is gone. So I hear that all the time in my head. Do you think you have a healthy relationship with money? Mm, yes and no. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at watching it. Yeah. But like, I know that I can't possibly spend more than I make. Right. I, and I talked about this uh, on another episode, when I first started making money, I was like, I'm rich. And then the tax mm-hmm. man came and I mm-hmm. couldn't afford my taxes. Yeah. So I, I now have a bank account that's mm-hmm. separate and I take 30% of every oh. check so that I never see it. That's smart. Because I never have it, so I don't want to see it because mm. then it feels like I'm getting robbed at the end of the year. Yeah, I just cut it in half and then in my brain... I keep a running tally of how much I've made that year mm-hmm. just loose in my head. Mm-hmm. When I look at my bank account, I'm like, that's not real. What of the things that you buy brings you joy? What works? I really love my house. Oh, that's a huge one. Um, and I'm currently decorating it. That to me is the most, the best use of money yeah, is your I space. Yeah, I really love it. Uh, I left it unfurnished for a year because I bought it and then was like, what if I never work again? Yep, I have Which that every night at 2 in the morning. was a little insane, but then it's like, oh, you can sell it. Yes. If you need to, you can just right. sell it. That's I don't right. want to because I love it. Um, and then uh, bags. Bags. I really like bags. Yeah. But there's something about bags. They hold your stuff. They, mm-hmm. you know, they keep you safe. They keep you organized. Like, that's a good investment, I feel like. Yeah. So I want to do this thing that my therapist had me do okay. when, because um, dating. Yes. 
is hard. It's the hardest thing, I think, in America. But one of the hardest things for me is when you get neurologically wrapped up in somebody. You meet someone, you're attracted to them. Dopamine, oxytocin, mm-hmm. epinephrine, mm-hmm. serotonin. Who's epinephrine? That- Padma. That's her last name. <laughs> Phenylethylamine. There's all oh. these neurochemicals I learned because I, I freaking had to learn about neurology when my parents had strokes mm-hmm. and addiction uh, because I have so much addiction in my family. And I started realizing, like, you make a really bad choices when your brain gets flushed with all these chemicals. Yes. They call it the internal drug cabinet. And oh. you don't think straight. And then you have given two years of your life to a psychopath. I want to know. This is something that my therapist really made me sit down and write out because I was getting in really bad relationships because out of either fear Mm -hmm. or desperation or because the neurochemicals, lust, passion, whatever. Um, I want to make a list of your musts in a person you're dating. Okay. Would be nice. And then red flags. Okay. Okay. Um, And then I have mine, the actual list that I first wrote. It happens to be my book. This is embarrassing. I promise I'm not promoting my book right now. I just. Yes, you are. This is the only. And that's okay. No, I'm not going to show it. I'm not even going to show the cover. This is not promoting it. But you know, we all know you now have a book. (laughs) Thank God it finally came up. You you can promote it. No, it's here and you can't even see it because I put this in my book because it helped me so much Mm -hmm. to just put down what the bottom lines are, which is the language we use in 12-step programs, of things that must happen in a relationship. Okay. Not budging on this. Like, what, do you, what is one of your Like, musts? trustworthy. Oh, yeah. That's a must. That's good. Pathetic. Trustworthy. Not negotiable. No matter uh-huh. how hot they are, no matter how sexy they are, how much dopamine you're releasing, trustworthy. If someone lies, it's a no. Um, Consistent. I wrote that down for some reason. I think that because uh-huh. I'm touring and how inconsistent our mm-hmm. lives are, I wanted someone Someone who reliable. has, like, a consistent thing going. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I wrote, not a comedian. I mean... Yeah, not a comedian. But then also, I'm okay with a comedian. I don't know. I've never dated a comedian. Neither have I. Not weird. Yeah, they're always like instantly like brothers to me. Yes, there's something just not sexual yeah. about it to me. I yeah, I don't really find a dude who needs to be funny sexy. Yeah, it sounds awful. No, it is what it is. You don't have to judge yourself. It is. Yeah, what it but is. I'm like, I guess I don't find me sexy. No, no. It's also a reptilian thing. Like, I once was madly in love with a guy. I hate this about myself. Human nature is sexist. I'm sorry. Biology is sexist and cruel. <laughs> and he tripped and fell in front of me. Uh-huh. And it was over. I hate myself. I beat myself up for it all the time. Don't. Biology it is happened. shallow and awful. But also, it might not have been biology. It might have been like, you just were not into him, and that was the thing that you were like, oh, I'll blame it on this. Yep, that sort of broke the spell. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, 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 thank you. Oh, thank you for making me feel better about that. I've been carrying that guilt for no. years. Uh, anytime you just arbitrarily don't like somebody for something stupid they have done, it's you didn't like them in the first place, and you were just trying to figure out pinpoint it you're like oh this this is this is why i don't like you that is huge because i think that women we uh, bully ourselves into staying in relationships mm-hmm. and going well you're just shallow and like you're so ungrateful no you just don't like that person and just call and it that's a, okay it's the nicest thing to do for them yes get out of there it's mean to pretend and lie to someone i like for people to have money money that is a huge and one it sounds shallow and vapid but like i like to go on a vac- i work very hard that's right so if i have like 10 days free i want to go somewhere and Mm -hmm. it'd be nice if you could go with me yeah and i think 
especially since you're successful, are just having someone at an equal level because if mm-hmm. you start paying for them, in my experience, it starts to become like a maternal vibe. Yeah. And it's not And then sex. your mommy. It's gross. That's you're like, incest. where's daddy? Daddy not home. <laughs> I have financially responsible. Mm-hmm. I wasn't brave enough to put has money yet because <laughs> I didn't, you know, I wrote uh-huh. financially responsible. Uh, I wrote homebody like me. <laughs> I was trying to get very specific. I mean. Do you have any other ones? Um, let's see. Must, must, must. Self-aware must I wrote. funny to me. Funny to you. You don't have to be funny to everybody. I love that. That's a great one. Like, you don't have to be the life of the party, but, like, you have to be able to make me laugh. Because I think life of the party, I learned, is kind of a red flag. Charm. Yes. Needing too much attention. Yes. You're Ted Bundy. That's <laughs> so true. You're going to just fucking murder me. Uh, and then doesn't take himself too seriously. Yes. I wrote. Good taste in clothes. Yeah. Well, honestly, Ooh. that's I'm literally wearing leopard print Crocs. <laughs> So for me to say you have to look good is me being just like lying to myself, but like dress fun. I like someone who dresses, maybe you wear mismatched patterns Mm -hmm. and you are wearing fun Crocs too. My Crocs literally say good pussy. Like I do not take myself seriously at all. I like to giggle. I wrote has a passport. Yeah. You gotta be that specific because to me. I don't need to go to Italian villas with your passport. It was, it's the fact that you have yes, it. Yes, that you were proactive enough to have it and it's valid. You have your shit together. Yes, because when I didn't have a passport, my shit was not together. Together, correct. I lost my passport because I was holding a purse that was too heavy when I was drunk. So I put it down on my staircase in the hallway of my apartment building and went to my apartment. And I was like, that's the thing that was going to make it lighter? Removing I, the passport. No, no. I left the whole bag. Oh. The whole bag was too heavy. And my passport was in it. And I was like, I'll get it in the morning. And then, of course, <laughs> in the morning, it was gone. God. So like, I didn't have a passport for a long time. And I kept telling myself, who wants to travel? <laughs> I'm falling more in love with you every second. Hold on. <laughs> I just choked. Oh, no. <coughs> oh, no. It's because you're drinking healthy green juice. I know. No, this is a green juice that... um. Oh, my God. What's it? I don't think I stirred it well enough. Alana Glazer, name drop, uh, <laughs> turned me on to this. It's called Active Greens, uh-huh. and I eat like trash, so I mm-hmm. try to drink this at night, and it's supposed to have a lot of vitamins in it, and my body's totally rejecting it. Yeah, your body doesn't want it. Are you dying? <laughs> Are you okay? Uh, Please don't pass away tonight. Okay. I always cry around this time at night, so this is perfect timing. <laughs> um, okay, now I want to do your would-be-nices. It would be nice. Like, not necessary but would be nice a big old dick <laughs> o-l-e not o-l-d o-l yeah big o-l-e dick. big old dick uh a hunger for pussy <laughs> i put goes to sleep the same time as me oh because i don't i we have such weird schedules and i'm sometimes yeah. nocturnal and some t- if a guy goes to bed at 10 and I go to bed at 2 and then he wakes yeah. up at 6 and I wake up at... It's just like, ugh. I, I think I'd be okay with that because I'm a pretty dead sleeper. I don't know. Live your life. Do this whatever. This is really as sad. As long as you, like, hang out with me sometimes at night. <laughs> you know? That's... I have... um, Reed's books. Oh. It's a dark time. My bar was very I mean, low. The things I was asking. Outdoorsy. Oh. Not close-minded. Okay. Good relationship with family. Yes. 
I think because I I've think had a... that's good for me too because I don't. I love my family, but like my family, truly, I'm not successful to them. <laughs> and like my cousin came to one of my shows and she said, "The audience seems to really like you." And I was like, "That's not a compliment." They paid money to. See <laughs> I was like, "That me. just means you don't like me." And that was a way that you. And, and again, I don't have to be for everybody. I don't give a shit. Why don't we do some red flags? Okay, a red flag. Red flags are important. I talk about this a lot because I think not enough of us heed red flags when we see them. Mm -hmm. We paint them a different color. Uh, you go out too often. Go out too often. Yeah, like somebody who needs to be out every night like of the, the week. Like at the club? Yeah, if you go to clubs. Okay, out too often. That is a pretty big red flag. Um, if you constantly talk about other women. As in exes or just women in general? Both. Like mm. women in general, exes. I I assume already that you have had someone before me. Mm -hmm. You'll have someone after me. Don't I need don't to, need evidence. Need to hear about them. Mm -hmm. That sucks. Especially if it's pejorative. I think guys sometimes think that we want to hear them call their exes no. psychos or bitches. No, it's a red flag. Never one time in my life have I wanted to think about you fucking somebody else. Not great. No yeah, thanks. I'm good. Uh, another red flag. How do you feel about guys that wear makeup? I don't mind it. Neither I actually I. bring it on. Men should try harder to look better because men walk around looking like nasty little dumpsters and to quote clueless, we're expected to swoon. Like, no, look better. Yeah. Look better. We were just talking about this the other day because I've noticed a couple of my guy friends wearing makeup but mm -hmm. not applied well because mm -hmm. they haven't been trained or studied yes. this and they just look like they have fucking caulk <laughs> and grout on their, like white out on their, <laughs> I'm like, at least you got to blend it. Like, Go to Sephora. Yep. There is no, like my my roommate, John Milheiser, he gets very upset on podcasts where I don't say his full name. So I live with a man named John Milheiser. John Milheiser and I went to Sephora and he was very much like, fine, this, 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 and this, because he was getting stuff for auditions. Yeah. And I was like, John... Let the lady show you how to apply it. Yep, yep. Get the correct brushes mm -hmm. so it doesn't look super cakey. So you That's get like right. a little natural look. Because we can see. You yeah. guys maybe can't see, but yes. the trained eye knows mm -hmm. when something's not black. He is also the first time you put on makeup. You're a baby. Like I wasn't good at putting on makeup in the beginning, mm -hmm. and then I learned. Yeah, it has to be within the vicinity mm -hmm. of your skin tone. Yes. It might be a hate crime. Yes. Pull it together. Yes. Because I think Please guys don't go out in blackface. Please. <laughs> There's a red flag. Blackface black is a big red flag. <laughs> Past, current, yes. all of it. Any blackface or brownface. Why did Justin Trudeau's go from being blackface to brownface in the news? Because I believe it was an Arabian Nights themed party. Ah, but that was shoe polish. Oh, was it? It was pretty black to me. I don't remember. I just I remember it, was... it being blackface and then the news was brownface. And I, was like, I think maybe lawsuit? one was blackface and one was brownface because I think there was multiple. Why? He doesn't want to have to pick. I like that he's <laughs> commitment phobic about He was like, I'll experience. do all of the ethnicities. It was also wild how well it was applied. It was like right well, up to his... Well, when you're going to be racist, you, you better really, commit. You really, he hit it out of the park. You got to commit. Like I'm like, he's done this many times. Probably. And not had photos. It's so interesting to me that people still do blackface, even in like the last 10 years. Like, you don't, you, you just don't know how offensive that is. You don't know that in like you're old time it on, movies. That so many that's... times to change your mind. Yeah. So many times you can change your mind. Still doing it. Still doing it. So weird. So many times you go, yeah, to go, wrong. this is bad. Dark. Well, that is a red flag. Uh huh. I put um, ostentatious. That's Ooh, weird. That's good. 
tells me to relax ah. or calm down. Uh, see, I could use someone to do that. I wrote in a band. <laughs> that is a red flag. Unless it's like a band that's doing well. Or they're like, I play in a band and this is purely a hobby and I like doing this. Yeah, I do it for me. Yeah. As opposed to like, one day me and the boys are going to make gonna it get to Vegas. I don't know. I don't know where bands aspire to go. I think I said that because I feel like I'm a little bit too hard on people in bands. But I think it's because there's a lot of travel involved and I travel sure. a lot. So and you're that, truly looking for a stationary person. Basically. I anchor. want an actual basket case okay. with no arms and legs, mm-hmm. but who is still actually alive. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So wait, were they just carrying around basket, baskets of men in the... Uh, I guess they were. I don't or, know. I need to go into my comments at all the people that attacked me about it, because it was apparently a big thing. Like, excuse me, can you please specify how these people were traveling? <laughs> they were being carried in baskets. Um, I think a handle. I do like the idea, though, as I think of, like, the, is it etiology or etymology, like the origin et- of a word? Etymology. That it turned into basket case meant crazy, because the basket cases were acting crazy. And well, it was really uncalled for. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't have arms and legs and someone said, well, we're going to put you in a basket and that's how you're going to travel, I would be a little <laughs> I'd be crazy a little bossy. Too. I'd be like, I can't even have a wheelchair? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Can you not even just like swaddle me or yes. put me in a backpack something. or something? I put uh... yeah, put me in a backpack like that Yoda backpack that they have at Disneyland. <laughs> uh, people will probably get mad at me about that. This is one that I actually think is pretty good. Same day plans. Is that a red flag or is that spontaneous and fun? I think that's spontaneous and fun because mm-hmm. I do things like that. I think because I dated a bunch of people who like I was like their third person they'd ask. Oh. Or like if someone canceled. No, if I'm dating someone, you're the first person that I'm coming to with a Looney Tune idea. Right. I like that. This is good. Out too often, talks about other women, blackface, brownface. <laughs> yep. It's a pretty good list. I think you know so. yourself very well. And it's therapy. You don't see that a lot. It's it. It is such a fucking refreshing breath of fresh air. That, those are two things that should go together. <laughs> and since you're so uh, clear in this area, the last thing I want to ask you about is are your friendships because yes. you have such incredible friendships. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people I know are. I wouldn't say stuck in some unhealthy relationships, Mm -hmm. but I do think that that's the one area we kind of don't think about. We're like, well, this friend causes me stress and Mm -hmm. makes me feel bad. But like, you don't like break up with friends. You just my therapist once when I was having issues with a friend, she said, what are her redeemable qualities? Mm -hmm. And I took too long. And she went, well, there you go. That took too long. You should be able to just list the qualities you like of a friend. And then I said, well, we have a lot of history. Mm. And then my therapist said, just because you have history doesn't mean you have to stay with somebody. This is friendships, relationships, everything. And it's okay to move on from a friend. Um, So the people who treat me nice, who Mm -hmm. are kind to me, who love me, who make me feel good, those are the people I'm friends with. And have you ever had to, like... I've broken up with friends. And did you do it or did you just fade away? Well, I explained... There's one specific friend that I just explained. I was like, I can't uh, continue being friends because it has not been good for me in the last couple of years. How'd that go? And it went okay. Um, There's still like sometimes a little reaching out back and forth. But like on my end, I was like, for me, I don't wish to be rejected by you anymore. And I don't wish to make... I don't wish for our friendship to be so far on the back burner that I feel like you never think of me anymore. Yeah. So I was like, I'm done. I'm done reaching out. 
And it, it sucks. Because you felt like you were chasing the person or you were the only yes. one to initiate yes. and make plans. Or, yeah. yeah. Or I would say things about like their significant other who wasn't great and ended up not being great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then... That's the hardest. Yeah. And then I learned, oh, you can't really tell anybody about their significant other. Nope. At all. Ever. That is, I, where were you 15 years ago where I did this all day long? Uh-huh. I was the person that was like, I heard that he's yeah. cheating. You and can't do it. No. No. Well, you shut your mouth. If he's cheating and you know it, you, shut you go your to mouth. your grave with it. You shut your whore mouth. Yeah. Yep. That's it. Because yep. also someone who's, it's just going to drive a wedge between yes. you two. And when you're in a relationship, you can't see it. want it so badly can't see that it. you're just not going to see no. it. No one has ever been in a relationship. They were happy about it. Had someone go, hey, I heard mm-hmm. this thing. And they were like, oh, thanks oh, for telling thank me. thank you. I guess I'm done. Yeah. No. no. It has to you're run You're just course. the bridesmaid that everyone talks about. They're like, she talks so much shit about him. I can't believe she showed up. And you're like, I don't want to be that person. And you're also meddling in their journey. Yes. Give them the yes. dignity of their yes. own experience. Let let it play out mm-hmm. so they can learn something. You're robbing them of a lesson. Yes. And I mean, I've had I've had very kind friends. I dated somebody on and off for years who was terrible, who <laughs> constantly hurt my feelings. And I would tell them stories and they'd be like, well, you know what I'm going to say? And I'd say yes. And then we would move on. And they wouldn't say it. Yeah. They would just say, you, you know what I'm going to say. Yeah. I do know. Thank you for listening to me. Yeah. Thank you for not actually saying what you want to say. Yeah. And we can move on. It's just radical acceptance of where you are yes. in that space. Yeah. And like most of my friends were very good about that. Yeah. I mean, after like a year of it, you're like, well. <laughs> it's hard to watch someone hurt themselves. Yes. It's when you love someone, it's one of the hardest things mm-hmm. in the world to just go, I have to radically accept this person's yeah. choices and mm-hmm. let them go through whatever they need to go through. You know, but I, I have had to draw boundaries with friends where I go like, I just don't think I can hear about it anymore. Yeah. It, it's it's I want to be able to be of mm-hmm. service and I want to be able to love you. But I uh, the last thing you need right now yes. is to have a friend who's resentful yes. of you, you know, so mm-hmm. I just need to draw a boundary. And there had been friends where I was like, OK, I don't talk to you about this anymore. Yeah, that's I'm really just, important. I, I get the I get the feeling. Like, yeah. I don't want to hear about it. Last thing I'm going to ask is um, any great advice you've gotten that you think people deserve to know because this podcast the idea is it's good for you mm-hmm. and we're trying to pass on things that are good for you advice you wish you had heard earlier um to for women to ask men how much they made doing the same thing you're doing wow and even if you're making the same amount ask for more wow because usually people have more money wow you opening offers are just that they're opening offers. And the worst thing someone can say to you is, no, I'm not going to give that to you. But the best thing that can happen is you ask for more money. You raise your quote. The next job you have, that's your quote. That's right. So if you're not going to pay me what I was paid in my last job, then I guess I'm not taking this job. And it's okay to say no. And it's okay to seem like you're a bitch because you know what you want. Because you're not a bitch. You just know what you want. That's correct. Yeah. It was a, a long time. Like I had a manager once. uh so there was an email. So I had a show on MTV called Loosely Exactly Nicole. And they were like, let's, uh, I want you to, we want you to live tweet it. And I was like, well, if I live tweet it, I'm tweeting it to like people who follow me. That's like asking someone who's in my house to come to my room. How do we get people to come into the house? Yeah. Who aren't yeah, in my house. Yeah. And they were like, oh, oh. And then like, we had like a pretty good discussion about it. And then after we got off the phone, my manager called me back and was like, I think you should apologize. You really seemed, you know, and I was like, what? He was like, you know, and I was like, like a bitch. And he was mm-hmm. like, well, you said it. And I was like, no, you implied it. I'll apologize for, you know, 
trying like I, I was like i'll apologize if you think that's what i should do wow. but i truly phrased it in a way where i was like i'm not sorry i'm not sorry for wanting to promote my show as hard and as i can i'm proud of it i'm not sorry for speaking my mind what am i supposed to just go oh okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i was like that's not how you navigate a career that's not how you navigate life by just being um meek meek and uh, a bystander in your own life it serves no one no it serves no one and again the worst thing they can say is no yeah and also yeah I, that's been so hard for me for so long because i'm like i don't want to ruffle any feathers because mm -hmm. i'm already lucky to be here it's like no i'm not no you're I'm not, not lucky there's to be a here. reason why you're there like i was on a shoot today i won't say what but they <laughs> we started early and then at like one lunch hadn't happened and i was like Where's lunch? Yes. I was like, you can't call us this early nope. and then not feed us. Nope. And they're like, it's outside. And I was like, so it's ready and nobody said okay. anything? Yeah. That is disrespectful. That's right. And That's then right. one of the other people was like eating really quick before we started to shoot again. Yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not saying a word until you finish your food. This is stupid that you have to rush to That's eat right. your food yeah. to get what? And to get out of here 20 minutes earlier? And to Let me, them fucking eat. The bitchiest thing I can do is not stand up for myself because then I'm going to yes. do... Uh, worse work yes and then you would this isn't going to go to yes. series or, or be good yes. and then you'll be upset in the edit and that's right i'd rather be a bitch yeah. now so that you like mm -hmm. me later instead of you like me now and yes. the product be bad later and then sometimes people think i'm a little too curt because i'll tell a director give me a line read yeah uh, we can i don't I need don't, to do nine take i, I don't want to i guess. did it i don't three do times quiz. i thought it was good yeah if you didn't think it was good then you tell me exactly how you want me to mm -hmm. say it and i'll do it yep i don't care I already did what I thought was good. Just that tell didn't me. Work for you, yeah. And then some directors are like, no, no, I don't want to. And I'm like, ah, just now you're treating me. me like I'm a yes. baby mm -hmm. and you're infantilizing me and acting like I can't yes. handle constructive criticism. I fully criticism. can. I'm fine. I've yeah, noticed this a little bit in the last couple like years with you know all the good things Me Too has done, but now everyone's treating me like I am like mm -hmm. made of glass. Everyone's like, are you okay? I'm like, uh -huh. I'm I'm okay. I'm fine. There was like I had to do a sex scene. And everyone was like, you don't have to. I'm like. It's written in... No, it's in the script. And literally, we have to do it. And they're like, only if you're comfortable. I'm like, okay, now you're just yeah, treating me... Yeah, that's insane. Now you're treating me like I'm going to sue everyone, and I'm yes. an irrational monster yeah, there's like who's an, a liability. It's an overcorrection. That's right. It's like, just don't be... I learned some Me Too stuff, so... <laughs> I thought it was funnier <laughs> in my early 20s. I think I got my show when I was 25 or 26 or something. Uh, maybe old enough to know better. But at, like <laughs> on Mondays I go, how's everyone's weekend? Did we all fuck? And then my friend was like, Nicole, that would like, that would be like if you walked into your job at a bank and your boss went, how's everyone's weekend? Did y'all fuck? Count the money. And I was like, oh, that's not what. But we're comics. This is what yes. we do. But she was like, that's, she's like, so maybe you might want to stop doing we that. Used to I go like, around, okay. I used to go around, I used to we would go around and stick our fingers in each other's butts, mm -hmm. like through pants. <laughs> We'd all just run around and finger butt each other. Yeah, I mean, it was wild. can't do that now. No. No finger butting. No, there was finger butting. There was swiping people's butts, <laughs> like a credit card. Like there was, I mean, mm -hmm. there was everyone's. Uh, uh, we used to Photoshop people's heads on naked mm -hmm. bodies and put them all over the wall. Like, I mean, <laughs> the shit we did was wild. I nailed it. Sorry. I now have to say to contestants, uh, I'm a comic. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I work blue. That's just how my mind works. And then I work backwards to get something clean. Yeah. And it's been exhausting <laughs> because people watch the show with their kids or whatever. And then they get to the set. And then I'm like, oh, that cake looks like a dick I want to slam down. <laughs> <laughs> and put it in my belly and then shit it out. I don't know. Uh, and then it's like someone's grandmother who's like, no. So now I have to like just warn them. <laughs>
<laughs> it is weird because uh, the first two seasons, nobody had seen it yet. Right. So I, it was, and then also they didn't know what the show was going to be. So I was just doing whatever. But now that it's like a thing and kids like it, <laughs> what's going to? It's happen? been a, it's been very jarring. People love that show. They really do. Does that feel good? It does feel good. Uh, it feels good that because uh, a lot of the the moments that they really like have been improvised. So like it's just oh. fun that people like my weird. I have a weird sense of humor. How was the Emmys? My God, it was so cool. You've been, right? You looked amazing. Thank Not you. For, to be nominated for something. No, but like going is so wild. Yeah. You're so close to the most famous people and you can touch them if you want and make it seem like an <laughs> Not accident. in their butts. Not, Not on, on their, their butts. butts. Not on their butts. Don't do it. Were you scared at all or nervous? At the Emmys? Yeah. No, because I knew we were going to lose. I just was... Uh, Did you write a speech? No. We were definitely going to lose. Why? Because we were against RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh. Also, I'm not a producer, so I wouldn't have gotten an Emmy. Oh, got so it. So I don't. Yeah. I think I would have just gone up there and like stayed in the back. Oh, got it. I love you, Madeline. Thank you. I love you. What are you gonna do after this? I just want to know the next hour of your life. Oh, okay, I'm gonna drive home. That should take about 25 minutes. Uh huh. And Sorry. then I'm gonna pack because I gotta go to Philadelphia tomorrow. Oh, Philadelphia. Where are you playing? This won't be out then. But let's. Uh, where? Uh. Parks Casino? I've oh. never done a casino before. Oh, it's so fun and weird. I'm really excited. It's going to be so weird. It's so many people that have just like, lost a bunch of money, and they need to laugh so bad, but they're also kind of miserable and Pat mad. Oswalt has a joke about it where he's like, they just screamed my resume at me. <laughs> I was like, I want that. I don't want to tell a joke. Just yell at me. <laughs> and what are we, where else can uh, everybody find you? On Instagram, at Nicole Byer, on Twitter, at Twitter. Twitter. Um... I have Shows? a book you're coming like, out. No way. I have a book coming out May 19th. And you wrote another book? I No, I, this is my is first book. Is this your first book? book? Yeah, it's called Hashtag Very Fat, Hashtag Very Brave, The Fat Girl's Guide to Being Brave and Not a Melancholy, Dejected, Weeping Fat Girl in a Bikini. Down in the Dumps. It's really luck. <laughs> oh, but you have a picture it. book, too. What? Don't you also have a picture? That is the picture the book. The same? Okay. So it's essays it and different. pictures. Okay. It's a self-help book. Let's see if I can get it right. Hashtag very fat. Hashtag very brave. The fat girl's guide to being brave and not a melancholy dejected down in the dumps weeping fat girl in a bikini. I got it. It's a lot. And when does it come out? Uh, May 19th, 2020. Yes. You're going to do a big book tour on the whole deal. I don't know. Maybe. You should. When you does should. this come out? This comes out in like two weeks. Um, I'll be in Portland. Ooh, fun. And then I'll be in San Jose. So just like go to... Oh, good. I love San Jose. <clears throat> I think I've only been once. Oh, that's one of my favorite venues. A man almost hit me with a car last time I was in San Jose. I'm sorry. And then he stopped just short of me and leaned out and said, you, almost nailed it. You sure he wasn't flirting? No, he was trying to make a joke by almost killing me because he leaned out of his car and said, almost nailed it. San Jose, you just lost me. Yeah, it's I bad. was defending your city. It's bad. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't kill me. <laughs> I'm so hot. I'm so warm, too. Do you not have <laughs> air in this room? I didn't want to fuck up the audio. Oh, Nicole Meyer, I love you. I love you. I'm sweating. I'm profusely. sweating. And I have to pee-pee again. Yeah, I have to pee. I have to uh, de-sweat. <laughs> 